Welcome to another edition of The Tongue with Dr. Mike. Thank you for joining us. If it's your first time, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Uh, we've been doing a lot in the last couple of weeks, the last couple of months. We're going to continue rolling this train. So I usually give you a verse to start this out with. Uh, I want to remember to point you to thetonguespeakslife.com. Make sure you're heading there. Make sure uh, you can see all the, the past pods there. You can donate right to the tongue. You can donate to Cure International. Uh, a lot of good stuff there. It's really important that you also go there and send me your emails. Send me your questions. Um, when I welcome JB in, we're, we're going to talk about our Bible program. Um, if you want to take part in that, that's great. Uh, if you don't need one and want to donate so others can get some, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But remember, the tonguespeakslife.com, right? So our verse for today is Romans 12, 12. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer, right? So if you have your pen and you're following along, write these verses down. Psalms 37, 7 through 9. Psalms 40, verse 1. Psalms 86, 15. Isaiah 40, 31. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 and Romans chapter 15, verses 4 through 5, right? So we're going to do a little bit different here. We're going to actually, I'm going to walk you through the Bible um, every time we come on here so that um, in the span of a year, if you're reading this every, if you're reading your Bible every day, uh, in a year, we'll get this all uh, cover to cover. You'll, you'll have it read, but I'm going to have you have some verses you can jump to to break it up a little. So we're going to start with 2 Samuel chapter 7, verses 1 through 8, right? Then you're going to go to uh, Psalm 119, read 33 through 48. And then there's a section in John chapter 14, uh, verses 15 to 31, which I'm actually going to read to you. It's not too terribly long, um, 30 verses, but it's important. And as we talk about what's going on here, I, I want you to hear uh, what's going on. And it, it starts... If you love me, keep my commandments. So John chapter 14, verse 15 to 31, right? If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. A little while longer and the world will see me more, but you will see me because I live and you will live also. At the day you will know that I am your father and you in me and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but my Father who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to you remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. 
You have heard me say to you, I am going away and coming back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said, I am going to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it comes, and when it does come to pass, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me. But that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandments, so I do. Arise, let us go from here. So that's important because uh, if you start reading the Bible and you're reading uh, John, uh, you're going to get the picture of, of what's going on there. Um, it's very important that you understand the words that Jesus say because it's pointing to him coming back again, and that's the, the cornerstone of this religion. Uh, I also want you to read Proverbs 15:33, right? Because that says, the fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. So we're gonna, I'm going to give you a couple verses every week, and uh, before you know it, you're going to have the whole Bible read, <laughs> and uh, before you know it, right? So today we're going to talk a little bit about patience, okay? You know, and we've talked about changing seasons and anticipation of upcoming events. Uh, we talked about holidays and different weather and the cycles, you know, from cold to warm, from warm to cold. You know, I, I, I encourage everyone, I've done it for a long time, everyone, take a giant step back from your daily life. Enjoy the beauty of the season as, as the transition takes place, right? Take some time to enjoy nature. Read, reach out to someone you haven't spoke to uh, in a long time. In, enjoy simple days, uh, simple tasks. And, and as we await the new changes, remember that, uh, your season in life is special, and you you don't make the mistake of rushing through and missing the little things. Um, you know, when when your routine comes in uh, and you take things for granted, it's important you stop and take in the moment. You know, uh, sometimes it's it's hard to understand why you're going through the tough times in your life. We've talked about this a uh, hundred times. You know, uh, being a Christian doesn't mean you you have a carefree no no problem life right it means you still face trials you still have tribulation but but you have uh the difference is you get through them right god doesn't give you more than you can handle okay james chapter 1 verse 2 consider it pure joy my brothers whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete not lacking anything and, and I also couple that with 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Uh, no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way so that you can stand up under it. The common fault in this is that we try to figure out how these victories are going to happen, right? You have to be still and wait on the Lord. You can't outthink God. It's his will. It's his time. You just stay faithful and you keep praying, right? Romans chapter five, not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint because God has poured out his love unto the hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. God's word promises us victory. You can't have a victory without a struggle or without a fight, right? There's no overcoming if there's no trial. Practice patience even in the midst of a struggle. And you know that you don't battle it alone. Patience is described as a virtue, right? An expression of the importance of being patient. A virtue is a trait or quality deemed to be morally excellent and is valued as a foundation of principle and good moral being. 
when being described as a virtue, we are exposing our moral values and expressing the importance of exhibiting uh, patience as a foundation, right? So patience is a virtue because it's developed through difficult times and troubles. Uh, if you want to learn more about that, you, the entire book of Proverbs, uh, it explains that there are ways that seem right to man, but at the end of those ways are death, right? For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and not delay. That's in the Old Testament. In exercising knowledge, uh, develop self-control. And in exercising self-control, you develop patience and endurance, uh, which you can be seen as steadfastness, right? And when you exercise steadfastness, you develop uh, piety, which is godliness, right? So to be a patient or to be a patient person and to be patient overall, uh, it's, some, it's sometimes you need to endure discomfort uh, without complaint. And, and in turn, that will enhance your other virtues such as uh, humility, generosity, self-control. Uh, and make no mistake, it's not simple. You begin with the small steps and you you gradually will gain ground as you uh, go over it over and over and over, right? The highest goal, one of the highest goals in the Bible is to have transformation through God. And that is accomplished in, in one part by the renewing of your mind. Romans chapter 12 is the most famous verse concerning that. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is uh, that good um, an acceptable and perfect will of God, right? So you retrain your thinking. It's it's an essential part of change. You're the product of what's taken in, right? What goes in comes out. If you constantly tell yourself that you're a failure and that you can't do something, then guess what? You're not going to be able to succeed, right? The Bible says to meditate on the word of God day and night. That doesn't mean you sit in the corner and say one word over and over and over, right? That's not meditation. Meditation is is the repetition of something until it overtakes and starts to become a belief. When you concentrating on what God says about you and your and your uh, life will aid in your overall thoughts and feelings, right? So, for example, if you constantly tell yourself that you're afraid of something in your life, be it financial, physical, emotional. Uh, you have trained yourself to accept what you're going to be afraid of, right? Uh, uh, and always, it's not just now, it's always. So what does God say about fear, right? God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. If you concentrate and meditate on that promise, soon you're going to believe it. It will become part of you. And when times, you know, times come and you start to fear, you speak out God's word and you battle it. You take your thoughts captive. You don't let them control you. You have the power to decide what you choose to think and how you choose to live. You don't give that power up or, or you, don't, uh, you, f you don't fuel the lies uh, to yourself that contradict God's promise to you. This is a fundamental building block of faith. It's slow at first, but once your foundation is set and firm, you build upon it. You don't do it alone. The Holy Spirit guides you and strengthens you. Uh, that is where the love, the peace, the joy, the rest comes from that you hear Christians speaking about, right? Believing in Christ means you're, 
you're going to heaven, but you're also equipped for this life to be a light and an example for others in need. You're not given a, a pass free of trials and tribulations. The difference is when they come, you will constantly overcome them. You train your mind the truth, right? Train your mind. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. It's a fundamental building block of life. Right. So are you going through a, a tough time and you're being constantly faced with trial after trial, hardship after hardship? What, what does the Bible say about that? Right. What's it say about what you're going through? And will you choose to believe? John eight thirty two, And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Wouldn't you like to be free from what's keeping you awake at night? Uh, are you giving power to the wrong things in your life? John eight thirty six states that those who the sun sets free are free indeed. Believe it or, or not, uh, there's a constant battle going on for your life, uh, whether you choose to believe that or not. It's, it's, it's fundamentally true. Renew your mind. Focus on the promises that are made. Make a decision. You're, you're walking around with all the weapons to defeat the enemy, and you don't even know it. It's like you brought a knife to a gunfight, right? That's a famous saying, right? So you're constantly loved. You have to realize, uh, you know, how important retraining your mind is and rethinking um, positivity into your life, right? So you can't speak defeat and expect to overcome something. You can't speak doubt and, and denial and expect to have victory. It doesn't work like that, right? So... That's just a little bit about patience. Um, we, like I promised before, we are going to jump into Revelation. Uh, Revelation is a, a powerful, powerful book, and we're going to break it up a little bit. We're going to start um, with, you know, what happens when Christ returns, right? Before we jump into chapter one, right? So uh, we wonder, you know, just like Jesus' disciples wonder, they wondered, you know, what's in store for this world? What's going to happen, right? Uh, the Bible lays out uh, a pretty vivid picture of what's going to happen. At least one-fifth of the word is prophecy, right? The second coming is mentioned over 300 times in the New Testament, right? So it, it, obviously it's it's not something that was ignored, right? And God desires you to know about what's going to happen and what you know christ's return what it what's involved uh part of that is the rapture right when uh to take when christ takes his church to be with him right so christ's coming is eminent all the prophecies w which must be fulfilled before his return are completed right once they're completed he will descend uh, with a shouted command, the voice of an angel and the trumpet of god all believers living and dead will suddenly meet the lord in the air like an eager bride, the church waits for the final culmination of her union with her groom, right? So when we talk about the rapture, um, that's what we're talking about, right? What does that usher in? The tribulation, right? Unrestrained evil on this planet, right? The moment after the rapture, the Spirit of God will remove any restraining influence on earth so that things will be uh, much more worse than you can imagine now, right? Even than they are now or even even today right so the seven-year tribulation period will see uh, uh the climax of the worsening 
uh, of those conditions where the anger of God against the wicked, the uh, the signs of the of Christ coming in judgment, right? Uh, believers alive in the rapture will miss those seven horrible years. You don't want to be here for that, trust me. The second coming uh, to judge the world. Now, when we talk about the second coming, that's Antichrist is coming to rule this world wickedly, right? But just when it seems there's no hope, when, when the bottom is finally reached and evil rules, the second coming will finally come uh, will come about and God's son will dethrone the beast, right? Then when we talk about uh, the millennium, when we get into the millennium, um, the word millennium itself means 1,000 years, right? So the 10 centuries of righteousness where Christ will rule on earth uh, from his new capital in Jerusalem, um, this adds excitements to, you know, as we go into John and, and as he ex- uh, describes to the followers of Christ, um, when we talk about that time period, you, you'll know that that's now um, leading to, you know, the second coming has, has happened, the tribulation is, is over, the millennium's here, and now we have a new heaven and a new earth, right? Uh, the physical properties of the new heaven and the new earth are not really described in detail, but you're told enough uh, to fill you with hope and joy for what's coming, right? So when we get to that, uh, I mean, th- there's all the prophets and all, all the evangelists and, and everybody out there, even, they talk about tomorrow's world, and we're going to talk about tomorrow's world, right? So uh, the prophesied trouble ahead, Um and this is just a foundation. So when we, we finally, we're going to, I'm going to read to you uh, Revelation chapter one, and then we'll break it down a little bit uh, before I welcome JB in, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit. So the importance of uh, the prophesied trouble ahead, right? So where are we in, in the scheme of all of this, right? So the important thing to ask is, will you be prepared, right? So if this truly is the end time and, and terrible calamities are, are prophesied to come onto this world, what preparation should you be making, right? Are there steps that you need to take to, to, to ensure the preservation of your own life and, and your property, um, as well as your loved ones from the, the, the coming worldwide Holocaust, right? Is, is what do you need to do, right? So if you think back in the 50s, I believe it was the 50s, late 50s, you were motivated by fear of nuclear warfare, which we find ourselves back on the brink of fear of nuclear warfare, right? So thousands of Americans then built backyard fallout shelters, right? In the recent years now, um, especially in the United States, uh, the survivalist movement that took over, you know, the, 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 the preppers, right? <laughs> right? So um, a lot of them disagree uh, amongst themselves about the specifics of the scenario. Uh, but these are people who believe that terrible destruction is destined to come upon the earth, right? Or especially on their land. Uh, as a result, thousands um, are extently stockpiling food, water, weapons, wood, um, you name it, right? Many have moved to remote uh, rural areas and have constructive survival shelters, right? So, so as these people are seized with paranoia, um, some of the individuals have used the Bible to justify their fears of impending calamity and their attempts at, at, at like a self-preservation, right? So, so what does the Bible really tell you about this subject? Um, what instructions did Jesus Christ give to his own disciples, right? 
Um, if you if you think back to the Mount of Olives and the Olivet prophecy, right? Uh, and, and that's named because Jesus gave it to his disciples while sitting on the Mount of Olives, right? Um, and it's accounted in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. Uh, it's also been the focal point of biblical prophecy, right? Uh, in this, Jesus Christ warned about not only the end time events preceding his return, but also the terrible things which would come upon first century Jerusalem uh, and that result in the complete destruction of the temple. He warned uh, his listeners that there would be persecutions and arrests of his followers, right? And we, as you read the Bible, you see all of that come, come about, right? He nowhere urged them to arm themselves and the, to concentrate their energies on, on various self-protection strategies, right? So he, he rather, he said, he, he, warned, he warned his disciples that whosoever desires to save his life will lose it. That's in Mark chapter 8, right? So the astounding, earth-shattering, and earth-shaking events will soon catch a complacent world unprepared. Uh, we all know that. Look at what's happened in the last two years, right? So horrible are the events that Jesus Christ referred to uh, that he described it as a time of great tribulation, a time of intense pressure and trial without parallel in this scope. God will actually be forced to cut short the duration of those days for the elect's sake. Otherwise, no one would be, would be left alive. Right, so Matthew 24. As a snare, it will catch all nations of the world by surprise. Uh, in revealing these things, Jesus warned his disciples to be prepared, watch, and be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Right? So God's word is revealed on how to prepare, right? So how then are the faithful Christians to prepare uh, and to make it through these terrifying events soon to descend upon all of uh, humankind, right? Jesus Christ did tell his disciples that it was possible to escape the calamitous events that were to come. In Luke chapter one, Luke chapter 21, you can read about that, right? Uh, if you notice Christ's own instruction, it says, but take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighted down with carousing, drunkenness, and careless of this life. And that that day comes upon you unexpectedly. Um, for it will come as a, a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch, therefore, and pray always that you will be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. The days of Christ described, that the days that he described are coming. Uh, shock and surprise are going to overtake most of the people here when they realize what's happening to them. Uh, that doesn't have to happen to you and your family, or you and your loved ones, you and everybody you speak to and, and, and can reach. So Christ's strongest warnings were against indifference and complacency. Um, Jesus emphasized the need for his disciples to watch and not fall back into their old sins. As conditions worsen and lawlessness increases, temptations will be there. Um, you know, for the love of many will grow cold. Um, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. That's Matthew 24 again. The best preparation for this is spiritual preparation. This involves close contact with God through fervent prayer and fasting, praying that we may be accounted worthy to escape the coming cataclysm and to be able to stand before the King of Kings and the righteous judge. This is why Peter says to be serious and watchful in your prayers. Uh, that's in First Peter. Uh, Jesus Christ also forewarned the disciples about false uh, apostles and false teachers. We talked about that uh, a little bit. 
you know, the ones that claim to be the true servants of God. Um, you know, because it says, many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, and they will deceive many. Um, not only Christ taught, you know, Matthew 25, but Paul spoke of, um, Paul spoke to the churches too, and, and he said, for Satan himself transformed himself um, into an angel of light, right? So it, it's no great thing uh, if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness uh, whose end will be, you know, according to their works. You know, basically what's that saying is, you know, if, uh, if the devil himself transformed himself into uh, an angel of light, uh, everyone that works for him can do the same thing and, and they're going to fool many, right? So spiritual prepar preparation produces uh, spiritual discernment. Uh, Paul also said, let no one deceive you by any means. Uh, God's people need to be studying and drinking in God's word daily, uh, testing all the things by scripture, practicing God's way in their personal life, right? In so doing, you're having their, uh, your senses exercised to discern both good and evil. You'll be able to tell the, the difference, right? Collectively, the true church of God will discern the importance of preaching the true gospel of Jesus Christ to the world and feeding the church until Christ returns, Um. In addition, God's people are not to be ignorant of the times in which they live. It doesn't mean you stick your head in the ground like an ostrich and you don't look about, you know, what's going on. Um, where we are to watch, uh, you know, the world events and the conditions going on that coincide with, with end time prophecy. That's where you look at war, you know, wars, famine, disease, natural disasters, they all build to, to a crescendo, right? They uh, just before the great tribulation. So you, you learn about the power, the parable of the fig tree, uh, when it, when the branch was already, uh, tender and, and it puts forth leaves, you know, that summer's summer's coming, right? You also know, uh, you'll also know that when you see all these things, you know, that Christ's return is near. It's at the door. Paul said these things were going to suddenly arrive like a thief in the night. Yet God's true church would be alert. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so this day should overtake you as should overtake you as a thief, right? We're supposed to be waiting and watching for this to happen, right? What a blessing to know the truth and, and to be warned in advance that this day is coming. Uh, it's not only good you know, that you know that, but it, it's, it, it's what you do with that knowledge. You know, what really counts with God is who then is a faithful and wise servant and, and blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, finds him so doing, right? So what, what does that mean? That means, you know, you are charged with a, a great task. You are charged with being ready and prepared for, for Christ's return, right? It, it doesn't mean that you, like I said, stick your head in the sand and don't watch what's going around. We discussed this before as, you know, the wars and the famines and everything. We discussed it as birth pains getting closer and closer to Christ's return, right? So as the pain intensifies and gets closer and closer, you know uh, it's coming. It, it's, it's getting closer and closer and closer, right? So in the final hour, it's important that you're ready. You know, God has a time plan, and, and the time is, 
you know, even the people that used to get on TV and say, oh, the end of the world is going to be uh, December 10th and all oh, the end of the world is April 4th. Those people don't know. The angels in heaven don't know. God the Father is the only one that knows of that time, right? So these last times, um, it's very important. And as we get into um, Revelation and we start to think and look about what we see happening around us, uh, we're going to open up to a lot of uh, discussion on on where we're at and, and where we're going, right? So Revelation chapter 1, let's just keep jumping in before I get JB in here, right? So chapter 1, I'm going to read it to you. The revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what soon what must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who testifies to everything he saw that is, the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it, because the time is near. John, to the seven churches in the province of Asia, grace and peace to you, from who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of kings of the earth, to whom, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood, and has made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve his God and Father, to him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Look, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all peoples on earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. I, John, your brother and companion in suffering uh, and suffering and, and kingdom and patient endurance that are ours in Jesus, was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. On the Lord's day I was in the Spirit, and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet, which said, Write on a scroll what you see and send it to the seven church, churches. And the seven churches are listed there. You can look at that. I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me. And when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And among the lampstands was someone like a son of man, dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet with a golden sash around his chest. The hair on his head was white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of rushing waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, and coming out of his mouth was a sharp, double-edged sword. His face was like the sun shining in all its brilliance. When I saw him, I fell at his feet, as though dead. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, and now look, I am alive forever and ever and I hold the keys of death and Hades. Write, therefore, what you see, and what is now, and what will take place later. The mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands is this. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. Right? So what, what does that mean? Right? So uh, that's a lot to take in if you've never heard that. Right, so the the revelation it was written by the apostle John, uh, John near the end of the uh, first century, right? Uh, and and revelation is going to explain to you uh, what plays out in the end times, right? 
um, revelation itself is a Greek word, which means uh, an unveiling or a disclosure, right? So the, this book offers blessing to everyone who reads it. We read that in the beginning, and it's a blessing to those who obey, right? So John writes Revelation. It, it's his fifth and last New Testament book, um, the Gospel of John. He wrote about Jesus as God's son and the savior of all who believe in him. In the letter, um, John, he offers uh, evidences on the believer's salvation, right? He emphasized the importance of Christian love and sound doctrine. Um, he wrote about loyalty to the truth and the need to walk in the truth, right? Uh, Revelation uh, foretells, um, well, it talks about the passages in the Old Testament that, that foretell yet future events and how they're going to be fulfilled. Uh, it also shows the events that were predicted in Matthew uh, 24, 25, and 2 Thessalonians, how that all comes to pass, right? So the book of Revelation begins with John's declaration that God had given him the revelation of Jesus Christ, and he extends a greeting uh, like the Apostle Paul's greeting in his letters, right? John greets his readers with grace and peace from Jesus Christ, whom he identifies as trustworthy, eternal, and sovereign. He ascribes glory and power forever to Jesus because of his love and redemption. John views believers as appointed by the Lord to be a kingdom of priests to serve God uh, and the Father. In the first chapter of Revelation, we read that Jesus appears to the Apostle John, who was banished uh, to the island of Patmos by, by Rome, probably because of his faith. Um, Jesus tells John to write what he saw uh, about the present uh, and about uh, not just the present, but what takes place in the future, right? So John describes his personal circumstance when Jesus appears to him and, and commissioned him to write seven letters to the seven churches. He also described Jesus in his glorified form, right, which uh, suggests power, wisdom, majesty, right? The churches that were represented in this passage as individual lampstands, um, and we're going to get into that, uh, the seven churches, Um I don't want to go too far into the churches yet, um, but we will uh, for sure. Uh, you know, the seven churches were in Asia Minor, uh, but we'll get into that. But this first chapter of Revelation is packed with a lot of things. So basically, John is banished uh, by by the government, and on this island, he's getting revealed not just present day but what's going to happen when christ returns and how all of this shakes out the end of this world and uh you know as christ returns and what the future for christians are um to look forward to and and how the absence and the defeat of of sin and and satan and all of that eternally how it's dealt with once and for all, right? So if you've never read that or heard that, uh, take that piece by piece. Uh, you're you're going to go over, go back to Revelation 1 and read verse by verse, one by one, right? And uh, as I welcome JB in in a little bit, we'll talk, I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, but just remember, you are saved through through grace, right? You know, uh, amazing grace my uh, your chains are gone you've been set free um your god your savior ransomed you right that's a famous song amazing grace um it's important as we see 
some of the things and i've been involved with some discussions about um where we are with this and, and with the tragedies that have gone on recently um just remember you know, keep your eyes focused on god above if you confess with your mouth that jesus is lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved for it's with your heart that you believe and are justified and it's with your mouth that you confess and are saved that's all it takes that's all it takes to be saved right speak the word believe you can do all things through christ father you alone are god there are none like you you know the hardships we face and you already know the answers to every problem we face in life you have the solutions lined up for them all instantaneously our lives can change i pray your children stop speaking defeat in their life teach them how to take more confidence in themselves in the plan you have for them and the road to get them there thank you for the blessings in our lives for all the new additions to family grace for another day i declare wisdom and power for everyone who hears this message i declare your incredible blessings over their life I declare they will experience your faithfulness. I declare grace to get them through their days. I declare they have everything they need for the days ahead. I declare prosperity in the face of diversity. Let them believe they are the city on a thousand hills. They are above and not beneath. They are the head and not the tail. May they seek your face and discover their worth now more than ever. In Christ's name, amen. And with that, I'm going to welcome JB in for another session. Come on in, bud. Hey, everybody. Welcome, my man. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. So I just finished uh, <laughs> a, a little bit of all over episode, but we, we finally dove into the first chapter <laughs> of Revelation. And, and it's, it's a big dive. It's a deep end yeah, of the pool. You definitely covered a lot of ground in this one. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, I'm doing it fast and it might seem like I'm jumping all over the place. There's a lot I want to get out and the, the time is, is short. Uh, and that's what I think we can all agree on. Yeah, I, the time is definitely now with uh, with everything that's going on. It's uh, you know as we jumped into, um, I jumped into a little bit of the first chapter of Revelation, and it's a lot. If you've never read this Bible or you've never heard this story, uh, this this is overwhelming, you know, uh, and it's it's gonna shake your 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 belief to the core and or it's going to shift you out and you're going to be like ah what a bunch of crap right so yeah it's it's it it can be hard to wrap your mind around because uh it's loaded with as you already know it's loaded with uh symbolism and imagery and and so somebody reading it for the first time could be like or listening to it and going what the heck does that mean yeah Uh, and it's described as uh, you know, it's confusing if you don't have, you know, you know, we're promised the Holy Spirit to help discern, you know, and to understand uh, stuff like this. Yeah, know, and to, that's... to help us to help us get it. So to the person that is an unbeliever that doesn't have that connection, it's very difficult to digest. Yeah. And, and when you do read the Bible, uh, you know, make sure you always pray before you start reading. You know, ask the Lord for for wisdom and knowledge, understanding, and that you may understand what it is that you're reading, uh, because um, you know it's it's all all wisdom and knowledge comes from God. So as you're reading, you know, ask for for God to pour out that wisdom 
into you as you're reading it uh, so that you may get understanding. Well, yeah, because it's very, it's very easy to read it and not understand oh, what, what, that, what that means. You know, especially if you're reading a King James version <laughs> where, where we don't <laughs> speak that language anymore. Um, and, and we, yeah, a lot of it can get lost in there. I, I recommend, and this is a good time to plug our Bible program. Um, I recommend you getting a different version of the New Testament, uh, not just the New Testament, but a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, reach out to the tonguespeakslife.com, write us a message, um, write an email. We can, do we have that link on there yet? Uh, I don't know if we have a link for it yet. Uh, okay. I know I started talking about it on the Facebook page. Go ahead, explain uh, a little bit about what we're doing. Basically, like we we are accepting donations. I don't know. Well, Doctor Mike, you have a donations button on the TongueSpeaksLife dot com, right? Yeah, that can go directly to this project. But explain the project a little. So bit. what we're doing is uh, it's it's a Bible program where basically people who need a Bible that maybe can't afford one. Uh, so we're, we are raising funds, but we're also accepting used Bibles. If maybe you have like ten or twenty Bibles and you're not using one as as often, um, you know, you could definitely uh, get in touch with us if you live locally. You know, in the Lehigh Valley, you know, we can get together and uh, we could take them off your hands and um, hopefully put them in the hands of someone who would like a, the Word of God but doesn't have one. Right. And, and it's uh, the main idea behind it is it's so important to get this message out and for people to start reading and getting to know uh, God better and, and to start to meditate and to start to. Um, to dive into who this man Jesus is, um, yeah, you'd hate to meet him at the when you don't know who he is. Yeah, uh, you hate to meet him on the wrong end of, um, of hey, this is somebody you should have known. And we're all gonna meet him. Yeah, that's one, for sure. One day, um, and I and I also want to to uh, elaborate a little bit on what you talked about earlier about reading the Bible. Yeah, I, I made a post about this in, uh, the, the group on Facebook. And if you aren't a member yet, please, uh, check it out. It's called end times and current events. Uh, I'll leave a link to that in the description of the video. Nice. Um, where, uh, the tongue speak, the, the tongue with Dr. Mike and also prayer cast, the show I do is all tied in with that Facebook group. We're all there. Uh, and it's a great group of believers, but uh, and all are welcome. So if, if you're not a believer, or maybe you're on the fence, or maybe you're curious and you're and you're looking for more information, definitely check out that group too. Uh, but anyways, um, talking uh, earlier, Doctor Mike was talking about reading the Bible and the importance of reading the Bible, and I made a post about that in the group um, to make to I, I can't I can't stress enough the importance of reading your Bible because. When you go out in the world and you come across people, when you know what God expects of you, when you know what he commands of you and his commandments and everything, then you know when somebody is preaching false, uh, false information, a false prophet. And I came across someone that was doing that. And they, they claimed, you know, they, they came across as spirit-filled, very um, energetic, very... Um, what's the word, uh, charismatic, hmm. but he started talking about like, uh, um, astrology and the stars and stuff like that. And right away, I, I, I wasn't rude to him, but I, I cut, I kept it short. I didn't, I didn't talk to him anymore because in my mind I was thinking, please just shut up. I, I don't want to hear what you have to say anymore. Uh, 
because he was trying to say like, oh, it's, you know, yeah, I'm down with Jesus and it's all connected. He's all connected with the stuff, with these stars and the, the, the constant, you know, all that stuff. And I'm like, no, yeah. you know, this, this guy clearly doesn't know God because in the old Testament, God, it's repeated more than once that he forbids sorcery. He forbids the fortune telling and, uh, and all that stuff. All the it's all wickedness. Yeah, Deuteronomy talks about that. Um, God also. is clear, you know. That's why it's important. Read your Bible. The thing, the thing that gets me too to, to piggyback on that is, uh, you know, when you talk about astrology, and, and um, I use this example all the time, right? So if I have a chainsaw and I carve, I take a, a tree and I chop a tree down, and I carve an eagle out of the tree, right? And now the people that see this eagle, I, I, I actually, I, I ask you the question, who is the greater person? Is it the person, is it the eagle itself made out of wood or is it the person that made the, the eagle? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. So a lot of, okay, so I use this as the people that still worship the sun as the sun as a God, right? So why would you worship something that was created rather than the person who created right. the entire thing, Yeah. Right? You know, and it's funny because a lot of the stuff is, is, is so, it's all faith-based. And it's really hard to read the Bible and believe it um, uh, word for word if you don't have faith. Right. Um, you know, because like I, I, I'm reading through the book of Joshua right now, and it talked about the day um, Joshua... Uh, Asked God to to stop the sun. Right. You During remember the that? Battle. During the battle. During the battle. Yeah. And the sun, and, and, and it said that God never did that ever again. Right. Uh, he stopped the sun, and, and the sun, it, it kept it daylight for- For them to continue. I think it was over a day. Yeah. That the sun did not set. And someone might be, someone might be reading this going, okay, this is folklore. This never happened. Well- if you think about God and who God is and how he's the creator of everything, are you, you're trying to tell me that the creator of everything can't, can't prevent the sun from, yeah, exactly. from moving. Right. Now no, you gotta, you gotta think about this. <laughs> the sun that was spoken into existence. Right. The sun right. that he created. Right. That he can't, oh, that's not possible. He can't do that's that. Putting he a can't, limit. he can't do that. Yeah. He created the sun, but he can't do, he can't prevent it from moving. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy yeah uh, but it's you know and i want to just touch on uh what i said before we were talking about the holy spirit and it's um i want to back it up here first corinthians it says uh first corinthians 2 7 but we speak the wisdom of god in a mystery the hidden wisdom which god ordained before the ages for our glory which none of the rulers of this age knew for had they known they would not have crucified the lord of glory but as it is written, I has not seen, nor has heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of a man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of this world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. 
but the the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritually judges all things, let he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. So basically what that's saying is, um, it's foolishness to try with your human mind to understand the spiritual side of God. You know what I'm saying? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, how do you, you know, um, how, how can you possibly know the, the mind of God? You know, as far as like, uh, I, I forget what the, where, where it is in scripture, but he says, you don't know my thoughts right. or, uh, my thoughts are, are much higher than yours. Right. We we couldn't even begin to to fathom the thoughts that God has. Right. Well, we couldn't understand it. I mean, all we know is our our little world here, which, which He gave us. Right. 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 Which so, He created. Which we can. Which is and, bound to our limits by what we see. I mean, just think about the the most complex mathematical equation, and and you think about like how sophisticated the science is. You know, as far as uh, you know. You know, the frustrating thing is about these uh, the evil people who try to always disprove God, and I say evil because there there's a there's an aggression towards this, uh, towards trying to take God out of everything and disprove God, and they say that you know oh that's science and there's all this math involved and it's so sophisticated and how everything is spaced apart in in in, in space and. You know, everything is just exactly where it's supposed to be in order for things to work the way they do. Right. And they want to say that everything is just coincidence. Right. Uh, then it's just mind-boggling. For the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. Brothers, think of, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. So, First Corinthians three nineteen, the wisdom of the world is foolishness in God's sight, right? As it's written, He catches the wise in their craftiness. So, uh, basically, the smartest person on earth is, <laughs> you know, the 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 worst foolishness by God is still. <laughs> oh yeah. Still, well, all wisdom comes from God. Right. And they they were endowed with that wisdom from God, and this is wisdom that you know God instructs you to ask for, which He freely gives. Right, you're always sure. you're always asked to to seek wisdom uh, and ask for wisdom. And I encourage everyone listening to do so. Right, uh, yeah, for sure. You know, uh, pray for wisdom on a daily basis. Pray for wisdom. Pray for enlightenment. Um, pray for peace. Um, because what's coming, what's going on with the world right now, and what's you know what's gonna what's what we're on the brink of, I mean, you're gonna need peace, and and I truly believe you can find peace, even amidst all this, because I I'm finding peace. I found peace, because um, I pray for peace on a daily basis, along with all my other prayers. Uh, I pray for peace, because we we need to be strong and we need to be prepared. Right. Proverbs chapter 2. Wisdom is a gift from a generous God, and every word he speaks is full of revelation and becomes a foundation of understanding within you. For the Lord has a hidden storehouse of wisdom made accessible to his godly ones. He becomes your personal bodyguard as you follow his ways, protecting and guarding guarding you as you choose what is right. 
Then you will discover all that is just, proper, and fair, and be empowered to make the right decisions as you walk into your destiny. Powerful stuff, right? So, yeah. um, you know, and, and as I talked, you know, in my show, we're, we're, we're getting into Revelation, which I promised to do since we started this, right? <laughs> so <laughs> we're, we're finally uh, yeah. on chapter one, and it's packed with so much stuff. And we said that in the beginning, and then we talked about, you know, if you don't, if you haven't heard this before, it's a little, it's a little, little out there, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, you get your Bible or write us an email. Click, click on us when we put that that link up there. Get your Bible uh, through us. We'll send it to you for free for sure. If you want to donate so others can get it, you can you click on the donation button there as well. But read your Bible and start to get into, um, you know, when we digging into this revelation it's important that you start to realize I, I went over in my show a couple things like you know terms they need to know millennial um you know the second coming of christ uh the, there's a lot more uh the, there's a lot more that we need to go into but as we start with this chapter one and you see that now you see how god is described um and you know his his uh, appearance is described a, a little bit there, and we're going to get into that. And then the word of God as a two-edged sword, um, piercing, right? So uh, all stuff that the Bible talks about, right? Yeah. All to all talks about. Um, and we'll t- we'll try to do this show for as long as we can. Uh, you know that we're 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 entering into um, new territory you know with what's going on in the world and we don't know how long we'll be able to do this show but uh we'll try to be here we'll we'll try to do the show for as long as we can uh we just i just ask that you you uh, prepare you pray um if you haven't done so already uh please peacefully make your way to the stores and and stock up on canned goods uh i say peacefully don't panic we never preach a message of panic or fear um, that's, that's the enemy's tools. We don't do that. Um, but just be wise and vigilant, stock up on canned goods and supplies. It's, you know, it's, it's funny that you say that because these other countries and, you know, this war going on o- over there and, you know, you, you hear bits and pieces of foods, food problems coming on the, through the chain, right? Now there's going to be scarcity and, and famine and, then you look at what's going on in the United States here and magically 25 of our food storage places have all burned down, yeah. <laughs> you know, which is pretty yeah. ironic. It's never happened ever. Yeah. Now, I mean, now, now it's happening. Like I, you know, and I, and I, I, I try to hold, I, for a long time, cause you know, you know how I do the show prayer cast and stuff. And for the longest time, I, I try to always keep a positive message for as, as much as possible. Yeah. But, and cause I'm not, you know, I'm not into the game of scaring people. I'm not into scare tactics and all that, but I think there's going to be, there's going to be huge problems in this country very soon in the United States. I mean, there's yeah. already problems, uh, overseas. That tragedy every, every day is um, a tragedy. But in the United States, I think what's going to hit hard first is inflation inflation is going to cause uh people to start going without and that's going to be the start of it and there's and then of course once shortages hit then it's going to cause inflation to go even higher and there's going to be even more problems chaos so yeah so like i'm not like it's just important uh 
anyone listening to this show, what's important is that you understand the severity of what's going on here. This is not just a normal phase. This is not like we're going to bounce back and everything's going to be all fine again. Like we got some serious problems that we're on the brink of. And you just need to be prepared both spiritually, prepare mentally and emotionally, um, and stay rooted in God. Um, pray, pray, pray. Remember, the, the things that are happening now are paving the way for chaos and disorder and confusion and people looking for somebody to make sense of it all. And that person is going to step on the scene. We all know who that person is, right? He's going to have all the answers. He's going to have solutions to everything. He's going to promise peace. He's going to be very charismatic. He's going to uh, have a new uh, answer to religion problems, answer to day-to-day problems, answer to hunger, answer to war, um, answer to government um, everyone's going to be looking for that sound voice of reason. Yeah. Right. But you know what, though? You know, I want to, I want to say this because I know when, when it comes to like the end times and the tribulation and revelation and all that, a lot of people are terrified of it and they're, they're scared of it. And they just, they tremble at the idea of, of living these times, but I'm going to, I'm going to shine a different light on it. I'm going to say, this is going to be a, a very beautiful time in history and the reason why i say that is because i think there's going to be a huge revival i think there's going to be tons of people turning to the lord during these last days tons i I hope so i really do i think what's going to happen is you're going to have all this craziness happen all this all this chaos people are going to be there their god is going to be dead and when i say their god i'm talking about money Money, you know, because you think about, especially in American culture, people idolize money, and their 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 god is going to be dead. What what is their money going to do for them? They might be able to use it as a toiletry. Um, it, I mean, it's it's going to be almost useless, and they're going to be at their wits' end. Spiritually, they're not going to know what to do. And then, the Christians, the believers, you know, because we constantly have to pray. We have to constantly renew our minds. We ask for wisdom. We ask for peace. We ask for boldness and confidence in the Lord so that we can walk boldly, that we won't be hiding away afraid of our own shadows. No, we will be walking with Christ, and we will be walking with the power of Christ, that even though we live in dark times, we'll say, hey, let me tell you about Jesus Christ. Right, and it's important that you're prepared you know, to, to share that message. Um, you know, I, I believe that everybody in their lifetime um, gets that opportunity to make that decision. So it's either um, you, you decide who this man Jesus is to you or you totally, it, it's, it's very black and white. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's either he is who you think he is or he's not. Um, so, the line is definitely going to be drawn. Uh, I think it's it's going to be interesting towards the end, towards the the last days, because uh, people will be soul searching more than ever. Uh, when do people most often turn to God? Yeah, in times of distress. Exactly. So it's and you're going to have you know a hundred thousand hundred thousand times over. You're going to have people that are going to they're not going to know what to do. 
Their money has failed them. The financial system has failed them. They have nothing. And they are in total desperation. And it's going to take... That's why, you know, as believers, we're called to spread the word. And you might think, well, I'm nervous. I'm scared. I don't know what to do. Um, I'm anxious. I, you know, that's why you take all this stuff to the Lord in prayer. You ask Jesus, you ask God for, to take your anxieties, to give you peace, to give you the wisdom up to the words of what to say. Uh, I think it's in, uh, is it the book of Matthew or is it the book of Luke where, uh, uh, Jesus says, don't worry about the things that you're going to say. I'll give you the words. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When you're brought before the courts and you're brought before, you know, when you're, when you're whipped and you're, and you're, and you're punished. Um, yeah. I'm looking for the verse now because I, I want to quote it correctly. Yeah. Um, uh, but we, we are to, to, I encourage you when you're praying, ask, ask God for wisdom, ask him for knowledge and understanding and ask him for peace yeah, it's Luke chapter 12. The Holy Spirit will give you the words to say at the moment when you need them. So it's, it's really, the important thing is that you're you're ready and, 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 and able to, I, you might, you know, you, you could be going about your daily, your, your daily routine and you bump into somebody and that's your shot, right? For these people in their life is that accidental meeting not accidental, but your meeting with them, where to you is a blip on your radar, where you'll never see them again, right? But you have that choice. And that's why I started this before. It was, you know, to me, the blood of those people is on your hands, right? And when you stand before God and say, hey, you knew the truth, why did you not tell them? And what do you answer to that? Yeah. Right? Well, so, you know, like we're, I think we're ready. The harvest, the harvest is coming soon. You know how it's said that some people actually plant the seed and some people actually, yeah. they they yeah. do the harvest. And I think what's coming up now is, I think there's a lot of people who know about the truth, but they didn't need, they didn't need God. Yeah. You know, they had their job, they had their their pension and they, they had all this money and, and they were comfortable. But what's going to happen, what we're on the brink of, you're going to have people that are ready. They're ready for the message. And when they, and when you come across them, I do believe that God will prompt you. I believe that the Holy Spirit will will tell you, speak to this person, share the message of peace. They're already going to look at you and be like, what's up with this person? Why is it that I'm a mess and right. I, I'm like ready to have a breakdown and this person has it all together somehow right. in the midst of this storm. So they're already going to be uh, interested. <laughs> yeah. And then you will be prompted and and you'll speak. Uh, on behalf of God, right. and you just ask ask God for the words and the wisdom, and let His message flow through you. First Peter chapter three. But in your hearts, in in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to anyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But you do this with gentleness and respect, right? But you always have to be ready to share that that. Uh, revelation with people because you're right you are the light of the world you are the salt of this world right so you people are going to look at you and it took me a long time because you know there was a high point in my life and then the next day there was a low point and the low point lasted for decades right and where you you thought 
everything was was secure and when you lose everything uh, man you really when you hit rock bottom it's that's when your faith is shaken to the core yeah and and, and that's when and that's when you wind up praying hard and yeah. and you wind up usually usually you find up um you wind up having this this deeper relationship because now you need you really need God you know we always needed God but well, and it's important you know sometimes God uses those situations to draw you closer to him because they are just like you said in times of you know severe trauma and distress and worry that's when people are looking to God yeah. you know what i mean not so much when things are going great you know, and that's why I say this. It's going to be a time of. It's kind of like that. Uh, was that? What's that from the the tale of two cities? It's the best of times. It's the, the worst, worst of times. Of times. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be uh, horrific. You know, we're not going to. I'm not going to downplay that. But yeah. at the same time, I think it's going to be very beautiful too, because I think there's going to be such a revival that it, it it's just going to be. Um, I think it's going to be it's it's going to be a revival like we've never seen before. Just think when, you know, two two quick points. Like, it's going to be great for that. However, think of all the people that are going to be led astray from all the false people that say, I have the answer. They're looking for that answer. And these people step up and say, you know, follow me. I have the answer. And it's not the truth. Right? Uh, so that, that worries me. And I forget my second point. <laughs> so well, um, there's that point. Yeah, it, it it's a hard pill to swallow. Uh, yeah. The thing is, is that um, God knew from the beginning who was going to choose what path. Right. And uh, there are certain people that that it, it's such a hard topic to talk about. It is because it 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 kind of makes it feel like like uh, <laughs> that everything's predestined. Predestined. That's what I was going to say. But the, but at the same time, you know. God, it's 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 hard to understand. See, this is where it's hard to understand the the um the deity of of the power of God, how He's all knowing, because He stands outside of time. So He is the future, the present, and the past all at the same time. Yeah, and that's kind of how that's why He knows everything. Um, but the thing is, is that uh, there's there's going to be a lot of people during this time and during the harder even harder times that they will wind up finding God's grace because they just didn't know or maybe they maybe they were never raised in a in a household that taught them these things or maybe they they were on the fence for years you know but they were comfortable with life and they didn't feel they needed God i think a lot of those people are going to find their way and I think there's going to be also other people that that um, you know maybe they never maybe they never heard or never no one ever talked to them about uh, Jesus Christ and maybe they never took it seriously because again they weren't raised in that type of environment. Um, but you know what, hmm. the times that we're heading into now, people are gonna there's going to be a huge turning point. Yeah, because it's not going to be like it oh, is now. I remember my second point now. Oh yeah, go ahead. So. It's not only that, but you have to remember that there's going to be a great harvest, and that's great. You know, during this tribulation period, um, you know, the people that find Christ during this tribulation period, and now you have Antichrist on the scene, and you have new world religion on the scene, and the, the false prophet, 
Christians are going to be hunted down. During, it's gonna, during the Great Tribulation, yes. Yeah, Christians are being hunted now. Uh, yeah. Christians are, are being imprisoned and put to death now just for their beliefs now. What's um, with the... So the, the tribulation is 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 broken in uh, into two parts. You have the first three and a half years, um, and in the first three and a half years, you're going to have what they they call the two witnesses. Yes, and we're getting into stuff that I guess is, is uh, we'll get into it. But at the two witnesses are that's um, well, such a big topic all of its own. But they're basically um, would you say supernatural? Well, they're going to have the power to. Uh, they're going to have supernatural power. Uh, and they're going to be a thorn in Antichrist's yes. uh, side. And also uh, during that time, you're not the the Christians are not going to be persecuted during the first three and a half years. But well, it's going to probably be the, more like it is now, where it's still going to be bad because you're still going to have that that we live in an anti-Christian society as it is. Right. But think of all the people that think of the shamed people. Like, let's just use the vaccination as an example. Right. So if you're vaccinated uh, and you feel very strongly about it, you look a different way at the people that are against it. Right. Right. So what if you're now rewarded to turn those people in? Well, see, that's some people believe that, that that's partly what's going to happen. Oh, I, I believe that. Because now, like in, uh, well, yeah, because in uh, what book did I read it in where it was saying that uh, parents will turn against their children oh, and yeah. children will turn against their parents and oh, yeah. basically like turn them in basically and have them killed. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, like, so in the second half of the, of the tribulation, which is called the Great Tribulation, right. that's where. Um, the mark of the beast is introduced and they will be people will be forced to worship the mark the uh the image mm-hmm. now th- what does that kind of remind you of? doesn't that kind of remind you of the book of daniel yeah, with bit, king yeah. nebuchadnezzar yeah yeah where he says you must you must pray and worship this statue right and if you don't you'll be put to death right really not you know it's like in the book of ecclesiastes nothing under the sun is new right this has all been done before it's a big repeat. It is. Yeah. It, re- it really is. Yeah. The only difference now is we just have all this technology now. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But we're going to get into, you know, the three and a half, you know, that that's the signing of the peace treaty with Israel. And, and that's a seven year peace treaty that's broken at three and a half years. Um, we're going to get into that when, when we get into that um, as we progress further into Revelation. But I, I think the important thing is. You know, we're instructed to be to be mindful and to be watchful and and to look up. You know, as the things of this world are crumbling around us, we're supposed to lift our eyes, you know, towards heaven and be prepared. And that's that's what you should take away from all this. Um, and as we talk about impending doom in Revelation, yeah, uh, you know, um, hey, you know what. The only thing you could do is be prepared for it. Get your Bible from us. Prepared in every single way. I mean, prepared spiritually. Yeah. Prepare, uh, you know, with food uh, and supplies. And just make sure you pray. You pray on a daily basis. Pray throughout the day. Pray for wisdom. Pray for peace uh, and knowledge and understanding. And that the Lord will light your path. Ask for that. Ask for that on on a daily basis. Yeah. And strength and resolve and, and power. All and of it. Enlightenment and, yeah. you know, encouragement and, and power. And, and it's, you know, you know, 
and I talk to myself too, and it, you know, I, I I challenge myself to get to a more consistent routine. You know, you you have to do it. People say two weeks, and if you do something over and over for two weeks, it becomes your routine, right? So if you get through that first two weeks, read your Bible, you know, a verse, a verse, a verse. Um, you know, it's weird how I got into reading the Bible because I I used to read the Bible when I was younger. I mean, I I grew up in a Christian household and and everything but uh i was watching because i watch a lot of shows that that aren't even on youtube because they probably wouldn't be allowed on youtube yeah so i watch on rumble and i was watching this one show called and we know great show by the way he covers all the current events and he's a christian so he he'll pray like in the beginning and at the uh, end of the show yeah um but i was watching it the one night while while sitting in the living room and i was like you know what i want to read the bible yeah and then I started reading it, and I, I've been reading the Bible every single day ever since. Yeah, and that's good. And now it's probably routine for you. It is. So yeah, I carry my Bible with me. I take it to work with me every day. I read it in the car before I go into work. Yeah, it's good. And it's important to, to remember that we were bought and paid for with a price. It was a heavy price, right? And, and that's, you know, you belong to him, right? So... We are, yeah, you should want to get to know him more. Yes. Right. And get to know the Lord. Right. You know, uh, Jehovah, our God, because, um, you know, Christians, I, I said this in the last prayer cast episode, and, I, and, and the thing is, is, like, a lot of Christians, they, they, they graze over the Old Testament and they, they often ignore it. Um, read the Old Testament. Not only is it a very interesting part of the Bible, uh, covering like the the history and all the different you know things that went on, but you get to know you get to know God the Father, right? Which is extremely important. Yeah. Um, and you get to to see all the promises because all, all you know, I'm sure you know if you're listening to this, there's a good chance you know a lot about a lot a lot of the miracles that Jesus performed, but read about the miracles that God performed in the Old Testament. Not just, you know, a lot of people know about the parting of the Red Sea, which is amazing. Right. It's totally amazing. But how about how he parted the the Jordan so that the people could cross over the river on dry ground? How about uh, when the Israelites were greatly outnumbered and they fought wars and they won? Yeah. Uh, they won victoriously uh, because God helped and fought for them. He right. fought with them, and he made them able to win. I mean, time and time again, why do you need to know these promises? Why is it important that you read the Bible? So that you can, not only through prayer, because prayer is obviously important too, right. but reading the word, reading what God has done for his people in the past, you know that he is more than capable to help you so that when you walk through the darkness— that you know that it doesn't matter if you're outnumbered. It doesn't matter if they're bigger and stronger than you because our God is bigger and stronger than them. Right. Yeah, it's important to know. And, it, you know, it's important to know you're God the Father, but remember no one comes to God the Father but through Jesus Christ. That's right. So that's right. Um, get to know your Father, uh, but also get to know who Christ is. Yeah. You definitely uh, have to know Christ. No yeah. one comes to the Father except through me. Right. That's John fourteen six, I believe. That's it's, it's uh, very important, and that's the cornerstone, really. You know who Christ is. So, I, I, how are we doing on time? 
Well, I guess uh, a little we, over. Yeah, we are a little over. Right. You want to close us out in prayer? Yeah, I'll do that right now. So, you know, big shout out to all of our listeners overseas, especially in Asia, especially in the surrounding areas uh, that are actually being persecuted for listening to shows like this or persecuted or put in prison for reading uh, their Bibles or your meeting in secret um, when you think nobody's looking. Uh, a special word of encouragement to you to keep doing what you're doing. Um, keep seeking God's face. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, we've been we've been privileged for so long. Yeah. We, we, we have no idea. The freedoms right. that we've enjoyed for so long, able to just open up a Bible even in public and not worry about uh, being locked up for it. Yeah, those things we take for granted. Uh, but w- we hear you, and, and we're here, uh, and we'll pray for you constantly. Father God, you are above all things. You are the Ancient of Days. We've talked about you're the great healer. You're the provider. At your command, everything must obey. You are the great I am, not the once was or the, or the one day will be. You are the great I am. Your word says that you sent Jesus to give life and life abundant. Bless the listeners of this podcast. Touch every area of their lives. Infiltrate their bodies and do divine surgery on them. May they feel your presence more now than ever before in these times ahead. Heal the brokenhearted. Encourage those who struggle. Guide us along your plan for our lives. Help us to realize that we bless others at times that we don't even know. I pray that people see you and all your children and all the children that represent light to this world. Thank you for loving us so much that you do not remember our sins once you forgive them. You never turn your back on us even when we deserve it. Teach us we are never alone when we think we are, and others will be attracted to our rising because your word says you will never leave us or forsake us. In Christ's name. Amen. 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 All right, man. Thank you for another great show. All right. Thank you for having me. Remember, go to thetonguespeakslife.com. Get your Bible. Sign up. uh, Send me an email, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, and uh, before we go, just uh, make sure that you go to the description, check out the group, the Facebook group, and uh, sign up. Yeah, hope to see you there. It's all free. Just join. Awesome. We'll see you next time.